0: What's up, ding dongs? Right it's out the shitty
1: gate with that. The
0: side talks podcast.
1: You know, I was thinking what we don't do enough of uh-huh. in our intro is like some skating rink vibes.
0: Uh, okay, that's true. So
1: I was thinking, Brad, maybe a little like you dropped a bomb on me. I'm Ooh, with that's that.
0: Rith- hyped, rhythm as a dancer,
1: hyped up as shit. Yeah, not enough disco on this podcast. Turns out,
0: um, I'm sure we could issue some sort of corrective yeah. for that. Not enough '90s dance music in general.
1: Well, that too. But if 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 indeed you dropped a "Mama Me" was playing in the background right now, was the Gap Band, I think? Then everybody would be super hyped because you can't. That song would get me riled up. Like I'd be playing pole position. Oh hell yeah and just driving like a little motherfucker like a little (laughs) eight-year-old motherfucker and that song would come on i just i had to get those skates out into the rink of course couldn't stop had to you know had to go ahead and give up and be in like you know 143rd position (laughs) that game and get on the dance floor well we're about skating rink floor
0: drop a bomb on our listeners are we (laughs) a, a cinema bomb we are talking about cinema movies as we do uh, on this podcast what's your name a cinnabomb
1: (laughs) a cinnabomb with extra icing
0: (laughs) that uh the the cinnabomb uh the sprinkling of cinnabomb dust
1: speaking of you know one one of the worst days of my life was what when I realized the calorie count on one of those Cinnabon. Yeah, things. you can't look
0: into that. <laughs> don't don't look don't look at that. Never look at that. That's that's ah, not gonna do, do anybody any favors. Uh-oh. Uh oh
1: this is a whole it's a whole thing right now happening. Microphone. Uh, oh, it was microphone drift. No, I got it, Brad. I got it. I'll figure it out. But it was it my this it just is fell. this was it I'm telling you right now that it it totally personified my feeling of discovering the calorie count on Boom. Cinnabon. It went oh, it just drooped
0: <laughs> like a like an unwatered house plant. All right.
1: Thank you. Oh, that's how disappointing this intro was. All right, let's talk about movies. I'm uh, Rachel Morgan. I'm
0: Corey Kraft. I'm ready to talk about some movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight.
1: Five-minute. Round one. Fight. fight. You know,
0: we're about to five minute fight about a movie that I fully haven't seen in fifteen years.
1: <laughs> you don't need. To and have seen I it.
0: don't know that I even remember who stars in this. You thing. know who
1: stars in this.
0: I mean, you know. Uh, anyway, Brad. Needless to say, this is a, this is a five minute fight. We need to go ahead and start that timer because uh, running on fumes a bit as yeah. we talk about Adam Shankman's 2007 Hairspray a musical that was uh, a Broadway show based on the John Waters film starring Ricky Lake and Divine this stars and i just pulled it up John Travolta in the divine role playing Edna Turnblad the the mom which is how we got onto this topic but it also has Queen Latifah Michelle Pfeiffer Christopher Walken Amanda Bynes um Zac Efron, a lot of other familiar faces. I, I thought this movie was super fun. The songs were fun. It's very bright. It's very you know nicely choreographed. But as we've established over and over and over again on this podcast, I'm a sucker for musicals. I'm a sucker for brightly lit musicals like this not grease as we talked about last week you know you can keep that oh, one yeah. but this keep, one
1: you can keep grease up your ass yes but hairspray i
0: didn't say up the ass you can keep grease wherever <laughs> it is most convenient for you to keep it hairspray up unlike grease i keep on my blu-ray shelf oh, at home so, with a Rachel, lot of
1: other bad movies and you know it
0: you you don't like musicals in general
1: that's not my issue here though my oh, issue isn't it no, my issue here is, I mean, you already said what's going to win me the fight, which is that John Travolta has no business at all playing the divine character. You know this. You I know actually this. think that's a, that's it's a better terrible. performance
0: than you would expect, though. I, I do think that's a it's not a bad, you know, what, what could be gimmicky and weird. Um, actually, you know, he finds some sort of genuine life and 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 dignity within the character it's not just kind but of that's a so gag john, or a joke. That's so
1: not john waters and so let me just get this out of the way because okay. i could win this ar- argument just on political basis which i don't i don't love to do but a cisgender white dude straight white dude and i get well the, i get asterisk yeah. Well, I mean, Scientology's covered up the fact that he's queer, but he wants it covered up, so sure. he's not okay. an out he gay man. He presents his he's himself a to the world as a, as a
0: straight guy. So,
1: sure. so, and that, and you know, I'm not trying to take that from him. You know, I'm really not. But at the same time, you don't get to play both sides of that field, then. And so that's one issue with it. Is mm. Divine is a is a queer icon, sure, and Travolta sure, sure. has no business stepping into those shoes. That's my first issue. Okay, but my other issue is that John is the John Waters aspect, right? That this is a John Waters, what, nineteen eighty-eight?
0: Something like that, yeah. Late uh, late eighties. Classic.
1: Uh, it's it's the film that took the turn from being just absolute, you know, intentional trash, right? Right to being mainstream trash, and it's fun and it's campy and it's John Waters being it's about as family friendly as John Waters is ever going to get, and but it's got so much edge to it because it is John Waters. And because this, it's this, Ricky Lake, and it's yes. and it's Divine, and it's Mink Stole, and it's it's all these other folks who you know are, are at the uh, under the under the oversight of John Waters, who's doing something provocative and and fun, but also with a lot of edge. Well, this
0: this movie doesn't have very much edge at I all. I mean, it is a story about uh you know a young uh girl who wants to dance on a television program in the 1950s in Baltimore, so it retains the basic plot. Um, There is an uh, an integration subplot because a lot of the black characters,
1: which exist in the sure. in the original it, it follows film, the original
0: film from what I understand pretty much, closely
1: in a much sharper manner.
0: It sands, of course, any of the rough edges that you would expect from from Waters off of that original film. I'm sure. I think I've mentioned. I haven't seen the original film.
1: That's part. And, I mean, that's the issue. Uh, it could, be, is a, it it could an, be. It's an part insult. Of the issue. It's an insult to Waters. Now, Waters loves to count money, just like we all do. So, I'm not going to fault him for you know releasing this into the wild, so to speak. But I do fault the fact that it was ever done. It, it's it's gross to me. It mm. just it sucks all the life out of the other film, and, and it's the equivalent of you know when uh, many years ago when you couldn't get Kinder eggs. You know, what I'm talking about <laughs> right. the little yeah. And you couldn't get them in this country because they were so worried a kid was going to swallow something. And maybe they're onto something because kids in this country are stupid. <laughs> Apparently, in Europe, kids can open a little egg, find a little toy, and not fucking eat it and swallow it. But in this country, they can't. So, what do they do? They bring in the Kinder Eggs, but instead now- Little
0: toys outside of the egg, right? Or, you know, or something like Or it's like in that. a
1: packet. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it does, but it's taken all the fun out of it because now it's it's that, it's sort of not, it's not the surprise that was in the egg as it once was. I think right? it's a different type this is of the fun. Same thing.
0: I think it's a different type of fun. It is, you know, theater kid energy, sure. It is big sort of mainstream uh, Broadway musical energy, sure. That's fun in a different way to me come
1: up with an original idea
0: i mean i don't necessarily disagree in principle that people should stop making broadway musicals based on movies but this happens to be one of the earlier ones i guess of this recent wave and one of the better ones and it's translated nicely to the film i don't know but again i haven't seen it in 15 years so uh great movie we all agree on that brad am i right I'm so confused right now. So, first of all, it was almost hard to tell who is arguing for what. Second of all, are you guys talking about the more recent hairspray yeah. or the. Oh. So the okay. original
1: hairspray being the nineteen eighty eight and let me just let me just check myself to make sure that eighty eight is correct. Eighty eight is, is
0: correct, yeah. The
1: John Waters film from nineteen eighty eight, which was then later turned into a Broadway musical but then was turned into a Right. A film musical, which is where it gets really confusing because now we have two films with the same name. And yeah. we're about
0: to have, I mean, that, that, that situation is about to repeat itself with like Mean Girls, the Mean Girls musicals being adapted into And then a they're going to
1: remake the film. And yeah. so wow. it okay. is it is a bit of a head spin because of that. And I'm arguing, of course, on behalf of the Hairspray, John Waters Hairspray film from 1988, and against, against. the 2007 seven Hairspray directed by some hack. Adam Schenkman, who is hack.
0: kind of a hack, starring John Travolta. Well, then, then I'm going to make this hack. real simple. Rachel wins. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, we expected this going in. <laughs> of course. In. Last of course. week, Brad said, and I quote, I don't like musicals. That's <laughs> true. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just up against a wall here. I'm sorry. Uh, but. So, you know, it's fine. I, I, I really should see that Waters movie, though. And
1: I think, you'll, I think you're going to watch it and you're going to retract because you're going to see what I mean, that this slices the edge off of things. And the other thing I'll point out is that I would call John Waters' film, his 1988 Hairspray, that would be a dance musical. Okay. They don't, mm-hmm. it's not a musical, it's a dance musical And then, of course, it goes to Broadway as a full force, full on, traditional musical And then back onto the screen as a traditional musical
0: Yeah, and I think it's charming, the songs are good, but
1: <laughs> Terrible I won Sidewalk home video Sidewalk
0: home video It,
1: down. Bow, 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 bow. love that little intro we have for our sidewalk home video segment. That's right. You know the drill. We're getting down to the bottom of the barrel here. Though. Uh-oh. Because at Stars Hollow Video and <laughs> Gilmore Girls, on the <laughs> shelf, I've been able to zoom, zoom, zoom in on a number of spines of VHS tapes. Okay. And the, what we do now on this segment is we look at some of those names from films that are in, in, on the shelves of Starz Hollow Home Video. That's right. And we make a decision for you about whether or not you should go watch one of those films, one of those classic sort of VHS era films, even though uh, today is coming in the very tail end of the VHS classics. okay? And we are going to have to move on from Stars Hollow Video eventually and maybe find some VHS tapes on the shelves of other stores, including perhaps on the shelves of Serial Mom. There's a video store in that film that has loads and loads of videotapes. So we'll be moving on soon. But today I have a selection from Stars Hollow video from 1998, as I mentioned, towards the tail end of when you would even be able to get something on VHS, Mm -hmm. The Negotiator.
0: Is this the Kevin Spacey Samuel L. Jackson movie?
1: This is the one. Have you seen it? I have not. Well, let me give you a couple of things. This is not going to take long. This is a very quick sidewalk home video because I made my determination fairly quickly. Oftentimes I've got to go watch a scene. Uh-huh. Oftentimes I've got to go and, and really dig into the trivia and make an excuse for why you should see this film.
0: But but of I'm course we're, we're going tech. to recommend everybody go watch a Kevin Spacey movie.
1: <laughs> I actually am. Okay. And uh, I'm hey, going to tell hey, you hey, why. And I'm going to tell let's you why. why. But let me tell you that the tagline for this is Chicago's two top negotiators must face. Th- Sorry, must face each other, not face, but must <laughs> face each other. One of them is demanding surrender. The other is holding hostages. Oh. And everyone is holding their breath.
0: So Jackson is the one holding the hostages? I don't
1: know. Nor do I care. <laughs> Somebody's holding hostages. We're all holding our breath. We're and all- yet,
0: we're probably going to recommend this movie. I'm holding
1: our breath, hoping it's over. Okay. And I want you to know this was originally written for Sylvester Stallone and Kevin Spacey. And at that point, oh, two yeah, titans of
0: the craft,
1: right? Well, I Sly would
0: love to have seen that. Those two meet up. I mean, maybe Sly they still will, down, who knows?
1: Which should have been a sign to maybe Wait, also. Turn-
0: Stallone was too discerning yeah, to star right. in the negotiator that's right. that's exactly in 1998.
1: That's right. What the hell was he
0: doing? Like daylight, uh, that movie where he gets trapped in the the flooded tunnel or he whatever. He was just
1: probably like the bar sounds better than this, you know?
0: Hey, oh my God, you didn't meet my
1: quote. Well, I need it's you March to know. Stallone. I
0: don't know if anybody picked up on that.
1: That was really good. This uh, was. Di- Adrian.
0: You know? This
1: was directed by F. Gary Gray. Oh. Who oh. you might know from.
0: Alarm, Alarm, Alarm.
1: The Italian Job. The
0: Italian Job remake. Um, Faze,
1: Fate of the Furious. Oh, yeah. Or a number of R. Kelly music videos. So. Yeah. Yikes. F. Gary
0: Gray, not. Well, okay. Friday. It's kind of the big thing that he did. Did he? Day. I didn't know. I think realize. he directed Friday okay. and then he kind of he kind of made a splash with that and then as he moves further into Hollywood action uh, not so good. He also did uh, Straight Out of Compton, I think, which okay. is which is pretty good.
1: I did a very quick glance, and I didn't notice Friday. I didn't notice it under Known for, so that's interesting.
0: He's not a he's not but, a great know. director, unfortunately. I, I would say the Fate of the Furious is one of the worst.
1: Yikes! Well, uh, again, R. Kelly music videos. But yeah. here's where I land because I went a little. Next step here is to read the synopsis. Okay. So hold on, because it gets a little confusing. Are you ready? In the midst, which any synopsis that starts with in the midst Uh in the midst of an elaborate conspiracy an expert negotiator is driven to the edge when he's framed for the murder of his partner (gasps) as well as embezzling money from his department's pension fund his only chance and here's why I've decided that we are going to recommend this film okay because of course when this happens to you when you've been framed for a conspiracy
0: you you take hostages and act crazy
1: that's exactly right yeah. when you have been accused of stealing dipping into the pension fund here you have no other choice no other choice his only chance to prove his innocence is to take hostages himself acquire the services of another expert negotiator, and find out who's running the conspiracy before it's too late. Of course. So once I landed on the fact that that's his only opportunity for redemption is to take hostages and to hire somebody who also does his job, I'm in. Um, Highly recommended to go watch The Negotiator. Let wow, us know.
0: Wow. Um, also, shout out to F. Gary Gray's best movie, Set It Off from 1996. Oh, okay. Which- Slaps.
1: I love Set It Off. Set It Off That's is a great so film. That's actually good. a great film. Okay, so he's redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's. he's uh, uh, I, re- I
0: retract the previous statement where okay. I said he was, wasn't a very good director. He has ups and downs. Clearly. Um, the downs are pretty down, though. Well, um, but I've know. never seen this, so I can't comment on it.
1: Let's wrap this up, though, because I have no choice but to go take some hostages <laughs> and hire another programmer. To out program us with our hostages. Uh, who are your
0: hostages? <laughs> Only Brad and I are just here. You and Brad. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> and I'm sending an Uber to Sam's house. Okay, good. Whoa, okay. Whoa, there what it is. is up? It's over. That was, um, that was an episode, episode
0: of Side Talks. We're done.
1: We're your own personal cinematic. James Gordon, Corden, is that it? Yeah, Which Gordon. one is it? Corden. Gordon, Corden. Corden. I don't with a C. care, really. Okay, we're own personal cinematic James Corden and Balthazar.
0: The, is that the restaurant that <laughs> so he acted restaurant. like an asshole at?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what? It was over too, right? Uh, eggs. An omelet. Uh, when you're a total douchebag over an omelet, it's time to resign.
0: Well, he's you know packing it up. <laughs> I guess going back to uh, England, where he's is from. Is it done? Well, it's not. I don't think he's done yet, but the show is his show is coming to an end. His, okay, talk, his late night thing, or he's about to leave it. I don't know. I, I don't really keep up with James Corden except for when he shows up in movies like Cats and The Prom. And oh stuff, man! Or he's rude I over see. an
1: omelet. So, was it? Did Balthazar get him fired? No, oh, okay.
0: no, no. He's that was just a side note. Yeah, I just a side note. Um, he. I, I don't want to uh, get into potentially libelous territory sure. here, Why would you? but the scuttlebutt on this guy for years has been that he is like that fairly routinely. Yeah. It's and this in... is this is the one that kind of blew up and got attention.
1: Can't you see that though?
0: Yeah, I can totally
1: see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure about that. Everybody says that Ellen stuff is absolutely true and that she's a total tyrant. I feel bad about that situation. I don't feel bad about this one. Uh. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, dude, fuck off. Come I don't on,
0: you—you're you, a talk show host. Yeah, relax.
1: Anyway, um, I'm gonna go get an omelet.
0: I'm allergic to omelets, so oh, that's right. You I, are. I don't think. I don't think. I, I need to can know that part. because when I
1: take you hostage, oh, I need sure. to know how to keep you safe and healthy.
0: That's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, you wouldn't want to feed your hostages something that could harm them if you're planning to harm them in other ways later. But
1: you would have an excuse then to throw a temper tantrum at Balthazar. You know, I did they- <laughs> order an omelet.
0: This would kill me, you <laughs> bastards! Uh, yeah, I should go to a fancy restaurant and throw a fit well, just for the sake of it.
1: Thank you to Batwall Studios for you know not turning over tables over omelets and allowing us to be in here making a podcast.
0: Yes, thank you, Brad. You're welcome.
1: And SidewalkFest.com for showtimes
0: at Sidewalk Film on social media, where you can see what we've got coming up at the cinema. You got to come see a movie with us. In the month of January and beyond. We're ringing in the new year with some good stuff. So check those places out online and get your tickets now. Bye. Bye.
1: Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.